1: Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio.
2: To the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien.
3: Good morning and welcome to the Yoga Hour, a time to open our hearts and minds to the infinite. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien while she's away. Today I'll be sharing some insights and time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga. Yoga is a Sanskrit word that means oneness, union, or unity. The bringing together of our attention and awareness with our essential spiritual nature to be restored to our original wholeness. Many people associate the term yoga with exercise. Kriya Yoga is a wider system including philosophy and practice for spiritually conscious fulfilled living in today's world. As a medical doctor and long-time practitioner of Kriya Yoga, I have found it to be a comprehensive system for enhanced well-being on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. Today our topic is Mudra for Healing, Rejuvenation, and Transformation, and I'm joined by Dr. Indu Arora, who is a master yoga teacher, yoga therapist, Ayurvedic clinician, healer, and author with more than 14 years of teaching experience. She has been director of Yog Sadhana since 2005 and is the membership director of the Association of Ayurvedic Professionals of Northern, Northern America. She has a doctorate in alternative medicine and is pursuing a PhD in metaphysical sciences. She holds 500-hour level advanced yoga therapy programs since 2012 in Hungary and North America. She has authored several titles on yoga, meditation, yoga therapy, and Ayurveda globally, and is the author of <clears throat> Yoga, Ancient Heritage, Tomorrow Vision, and Mudra, The Sacred Secret. And her website is yogsadhna which is Y-O-G-S-A-D-H-N-A dot com. Welcome, Indu Aurora. I'm delighted that you could join us today on the yoga hour.
4: Thank you so much laurel it's It's a delight to be here.
3: Perfect. Before we enter into our dialogue about mudra, let's begin with a moment of meditation Oh. Let's begin by bringing our attention to this moment, unlike any other, this precious moment of now. Let's be here, right where we are. Let's become aware of our breath, noticing its natural flow. Not trying to change it, just noticing as we inhale and exhale. Cool air entering the nostrils, and warm air flowing out. In this moment, we open our hearts and our minds to the divine. One reality, called by many names, is the support and substance of all that is. Right where we are, right now, this divine essence is present as you, as me, as everyone, within us, between us, and all around us. Just by being present now and noticing, we can rest in this essence of our being. We notice thoughts and feelings as they arise and as they pass away. We become aware of our essential nature beyond words or thoughts beyond all change beyond thought beyond sensation Pure existence being. We feel the peace that emanates from the essence of our being. We allow it to pervade the mental field, the emotional nature, and the physical body. We rest in the peace at the core of our being. We can abide there, and let it overflow as blessing for all beings everywhere. So, Indu, once again, welcome to the Yoga Hour. As we begin our discussion of mudra, which is drawn from your beautiful book, Mudra, The Sacred Secret, let's start with some basics. So what is mudra, and where did the practice of mudra come from?
4: Hmm. Mudra has many different meanings. If you go based on the root, it basically means something that allows you to stay in the state of delight. Mud means delight. Mud means to be joyful. And dhru means to draw, something that allows you to draw out that state of joy, that state of delight, that state of bliss from within, Mm -hmm. which means that one that allows you to touch your innermost core. That Mm -hmm. is mudra. Mm -hmm.
3: Oh, it's just a lovely definition. Um, so, in the in the uh, Kriya Yoga, uh, mudra falls under the you know the part of our uh, practices called uh, pratyahara or interiorization, um, and uh, can also be used as part of, of course, the um, pranayama or the the uh, breathing uh, mm-hmm. control or breathing practices, um, and. I just loved, you know, your description of it, that which allows us, you know, to rest there, really, in the oneness of our being.
4: Mm-hmm. In fact, Laurel, mudras, it is impossible for someone, anyone, whether they are aware or not, to not practice mudras. Mm. Because mudras are nothing but communication. Mm-hmm. And we as beings, communicate at interpersonal level at intrapersonal level, and at transpersonal level, knowingly, unknowingly, from moment to moment. And this communication starts from within, like a ripple from one cell to another, till the whole body takes a specific position, gesture, and feels as a specific emotion or a state of mind. So any posture or any gesture, which is another translated meaning of the word mudra, any posture or any gesture that one takes is a gesture of mudra because mudra is nothing but a state of mind, and mind is nothing but a ripple of vibrations. So we are continuously communicating. And that is why the practice of mudra is so widely used In every single aspect of yoga, be it in the mantras, be it in pratyahara, be it in pranayama, be it in yoga asanas, or be it in bandhas, Mm. it is impossible to not practice mudras.
3: (laughs) Yes, I, I love that actually in the book, your discussion about how, you know, the communication actually extends into the uh, interpersonal level. So within us, at the level of cells, even, mm-hmm. you know, there's that in, interpersonal uh, communication.
4: Right.
3: It's really lovely.
4: Our body is, you know, it's a beautifully designed orchestra. There is a continuous symphony. That happens between the nine main organ systems, the seven main tissues, the three main doshas, the five vayus, the five sheets. There is a continuous communication and symphony that goes on from moment to moment. Mm. But due to not being or not consciously or unconsciously being in touch with our inner selves, the symphony or this orchestra goes out of rhythm. What we commonly say is dis-ease, dis-association with the ease, disassociation association with the natural rhythm, the innate rhythm within us. And mudra, allow us to invoke, to establish, or to reestablish that rhythm, that communication. Wow,
3: mm. oh, just such a beautiful, beautiful image. You just say it so so well. So, for you, how did you become interested in mudra?
4: (laughs) I was, I think, right from my childhood, I was always very much drawn towards body language, understanding that if a person is standing or sitting in a certain way or creating a specific expression on their face, what actually is going on inside? Because every person is consciously, unconsciously communicating something. Mm -hmm. So that was always something that intrigued me right from childhood, but it is when I met my master uh, when I was 16, my first spiritual master, who was a Kriya yogini, and that is when I first understood or was formally introduced to mudras. Hmm.
3: So as you've mentioned, hand gestures, which perhaps is what uh, the word mudra means, is associated with for many people are just the hand gestures but as you point out hand gestures are only one form of mudra and, and I loved I loved your inclusion of a smile you know a smile as a mudra oh, I thought that was beautiful
4: yes even the the way a person feels a specific emotion in their eyes that is also a mudra each each with my limited awareness every cell of your body conspires to communicate the message of what you are emoting or thinking in a specific moment. Mm -hmm. So when we sense that someone is happy or someone is sad or this person is approachable or this person is kind, even without them actually doing any external or extrinsic communication, that is because we sense that specific vibe or ripple that they are, that is emanating or radiating out of their being with their with the seal or the gesture of their eyes and face and neck and arms and body and feet all there are so many different kinds of mudras but the most common ones as you mentioned is the hand mudras and i find them so intriguing because one aspect of them is connecting to the divinity within but another aspect of it is so practical that can be beneficial to anyone and everyone to bring health and harmony by bringing a balance of the five elements that our body is made up of.
5: Mm -hmm. So those
4: Mm -hmm. are the commonest, simplest of the gestures or aspects of mudras.
3: So from what you've just said, we're all practicing mudra all the time, (laughs) but potentially unconsciously most of the time. So when we turn to the conscious practice of mudra, how important is our intention?
4: In any practice, intention acts as a catalyst. But however, intention acts as a catalyst, but even if the intention is not there, simply bringing the hands together in a specific position Puts a specific pressure or unique pressure on the nerve endings of the fingertips, and that creates a specific tension on the nerves and almost like a reflexology or acupressure to a specific meridian, specific point, specific marmo point. So, even if someone is not doing mudra with an intention, it will still have an effect. But with intention, the effect is multiplied. Hmm. It is the so you, same thing as when you begin discussing about yoga, that yoga is not an exercise. It is, it is absolutely, it, it connects with me very deeply because that is what I, have be, I share from time to time, that yoga is not a workout, it's a work yeah. in. But it yeah. becomes a work in when we put our intention in it. The same practices with mudras, they are physical gesture, external gestures, but this communication between microcosm to macrocosm, from inside to outside, uh, takes almost like a U-turn and becomes from inside to inside, with intention.
3: Hmm. So you've already touched on this just a little bit, but... um, How do mudras work therapeutically to heal and rejuvenate? I mean, you've mentioned that, you know, there are these nerve endings in the fingertips and that they're associated with, you know, with all of the uh, connections, you know, that you've mentioned. Can you elaborate just a little bit?
4: Our bodies are literally not just work of art, but one of the most beautiful machines ever made. From Ayurvedic point of view and from yogic point of view, every part of the body is whole in itself. So when we talk about body, we cannot segregate hands from the head and heads from the leg. Mm. At a subtler level, it is nothing but tissues and cells. So each part of the body, again, I I like to use this word conspires to communicate the message that what part of the body is not at ease or which function is not at ease. So not just hands, we can use (laughs) different parts of the body to bring harmony, but specifically hands. Each finger in the hand connects to the energy, the subtler energy of a specific element, earth, water, Fire, air, or ether. This is, what, this is what the body is made up of, an amalgamation of these five elements or Panchabhutas. And disease or any kind of discomfort at a physical or energetic level arises as a result of disharmony in the ratio and combination of these elements. So when you bring the thumb, which represents the fire, Fire is the energizer. Fire is the transformer. Without fire, there is no transformation. There is no change. So when you bring thumb along with any fingertip or the finger pad, it allows the transformation of that element and brings it in the state of harmony. Mm. Now this is from Yog Tattva Mudra Vigyan, which talks about how every finger carries the energy of a specific element but as per even as per acupressure all the organs can be you can say that they are inscribed or they have an impression on the palms which means that sensitivity in any part of the palm is not a coincidence it is mm-hmm. directing us to a specific organ or organ system where there is communication lapse
3: right so you- and I one of the things that I loved about the book is uh, all of the maps that you provide and we are going to have more a chance later in the program to discuss the five elements in more detail and we've come to the time for our for our first break you're listening to the yoga hour with guest indu Aurora yoga teacher yoga therapist Ayurvedic clinician healer and author of the book mudra the sacred secret secret Her website is yogsadhana.com, which is Y-O-G-S-A-D-H-N-A.com. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for Yogacharya O'Brien. When we come back from the break, we'll explore further the practice of mudra. Please stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: We are all on the journey together, making sense of this life, finding our spirituality, growing and evolving. As we travel through this world, Unity Magazine is your resource for gaining a deeper understanding of life. Unity Magazine is on the forefront of spiritual discovery with articles and features from leading authors,
3: teachers, and philosophers. Stimulate your thinking and strengthen your spirituality with Unity Magazine. Sample a free trial issue or subscribe today
0: at unitymagazine.org.
6: Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are?
2: Listening to the Yoga Hour, living the eternal way with Yogacharya Ellen
3: Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for the Yoga Hour's regular host, Yogacharya O'Brien. I'm joined today by Dr. Indu Arora, yoga teacher, yoga therapist, Ayurvedic clinician, healer, and author of Mudra, The Sacred Secret. Her website is yogsadhna.com, which is Y-O-G-S-A-D-H-N-A.com. And It's time for us to turn back to the practice of mudra. Um, But, Indu, before we begin to discuss specific hand mudras, are there any contraindications to practicing mudra? And is there anyone who shouldn't
4: practice mudras? Um, There are certain mudras which directly affect the digestive system, and they should not be practiced immediately after meals. That is one of the cautions that I would suggest, that if you're practicing mudras, practice it on an empty stomach Mm. and there are certain you know mudras which come with a caution and uh, as you mentioned the book mudra the sacred secret it talks wherever there is a mudra which needs to be done with caution it lays it out clearly that this should be avoided by someone having hypertension or cataract or uh, inflammatory conditions but generally on an overall level mudras when you practice mudras, your body speaks to you. So if you, while practicing, you feel a sense of dizziness or heartburn or heaviness, then it is a sign to stop the practice. So mm-hmm. always be vigilant when you are practicing. Because when we are practicing, the body communicates to you. So do not, uh, do not not notice those signs by the body. Always be vigilant of those.
3: So let's turn now to any general guidelines for practicing mudras. So when should they be practiced? You've already mentioned the empty stomach. Um, And then how long?
4: Mm -hmm. Well, I would add one more thing to when that they can practice any time of the day while being seated, while walking, while laying down. In any of the positions, I always suggest, and I'm going to say, that don't practice it while driving. (laughs) <laughs> and you cannot practice it while sleeping until and unless you attain some kind of Siddhi. <laughs> but otherwise mudras can actually safely be practiced any body position and any time of the day. And when you're practicing mudras, it's almost like, you know, it creates an energetic loop or circuit. When you bring two nerve endings together, the thumb and the finger, thumb represents the masculine energy and the fingers represent the feminine energy. So when you bring them together, it's almost like an electric, electric, electricity loop or electrical circuit that is formed. Mm-hmm. In order for the electrical circuit for, to be formed, it takes about 30 seconds. So the minimum time period to practice a mudra is 30 seconds. If Mm. you hold the thumb with your index finger pad together, approximately in about 30 seconds' time, you may start feeling a pulsation which is similar to heartbeat at the point of contact. Mm. And when you sense that, that is the time when the energy in the body, the prana in the body, is moving in a loop. Instead of the body losing the energy, it circulates the energy in the body. Mm. And from that point of onwards, the mudra can be practiced for as long as you enjoy.
3: So let's turn to the specific uh, mudras now. So, uh, Jnana mudra is one that many people are familiar with as part of a meditation practice. Mm. Can you please describe this mudra for those who may not be familiar with it, and also share with us its meaning and significance? Mm.
4: Jnana means applied wisdom. When the knowledge is churned, just like the cream is churned, to f- turn into butter, in the same way when the knowledge is churned and is applied to through the experiences of life, and it becomes like an essence, then it turns into wisdom. That is the meaning of the word jnana. The wholeness. You know, when we talk about knowledge, we always talk about definitions. And the word definition itself is limitation because if you are trying to describe something in specific set of words, but so much of the wisdom can only be transmitted in silence. So this mudra, jnana mudra, is done by bringing the index finger with the thumb. And when you bring the index finger with the thumb, you see it forms a circle. That circle is a circle of wholeness. That circle is a circle of union. That circle is a circle, like a circuit that everything comes back, like a circle that is neither an ed- ending neither, nor a beginning. So it brings the symbolic energy of infinity, of eternity. Mm-hmm. That is what wisdom stands for. The knowledge may change from time to time as we grow. Wisdom always stays. It never changes. That is the most basic aspect of it, and wisdom always allows the buffer of expansion. Knowledge limits you, and wisdom expands you. And that is what it symbolizes when we extend the three fingers, the middle ring, and the little finger out. That I am beyond the past present, and the future. That I am beyond those of the listeners who are aware of gunas, of our inclinations or attributes, sattva, rajas, and tamas. Mm. That I am beyond my states of mind which are limited, the state when I am awake, the state when I am dreaming, the state when I am in deep sleep. That I am beyond these three states that my body is beyond the peripheries of Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. And I can literally go on because this is is what it actually symbolizes when we practice Jnana Mudra. We are actually creating this communication of higher awareness or consciousness within our body. We are continuously sending this message that I am beyond, that I am neither this nor that.
3: Which is why it's such a helpful um, mudra during meditation, and why it's often combined, you know, with meditation. Just lovely symbolism that you that you uh, outlined there. So, can you um, tell us about an? Uh, is there an easy mudra for uh, balancing energy and rejuvenating ourselves when we feel tired?
4: You know, Laurel, most of the time, people are already practicing mudras when they are tired. Most of the time when people get tired, they interlace the fingers. And that is called yoga mudra. That is called the mudra of charging the body. So it is the innate wisdom of the body. When the body gets fatigued, when the body gets tired, people generally bring both hands together and softly interlace them. And both hands, the right hand connects with the left hemisphere of the brain and the left hand connects with the right hemisphere of the brain and it brings a communication between the right and the left hemispheres of the brain. And the energy of the body, instead of activating either of these hemispheres, comes to the center, which in yogic language is called the sushumna or the central path. It means it comes to the state of pause. It comes to the state of reflection. It comes to the state of contemplation. And it is very common when people bring their hands together, they generally gaze into nothingness. Hmm. So that is a very, if it is done with awareness, it becomes even more powerful. Hmm. And another thing is when you bring all the fingertips together, fingertips and the thumbticks together, keeping a hollow in the center of the palm, which is called the mudra of concentration. And this is also something that people do. They either tap the fingers repeatedly in this position or they hold it when they are focusing upon something. But there is one mudra that I would definitely like to share with readers that they can consciously attempt to do. And it is called one of the uh, most powerful therapeutic mudra, Uh which helps in balancing all the three doshas. Great, I'd love to hear that one. (laughs) (laughs) So all the listeners, so if you have one of your hands free and if it is safe for you to keep it relaxed and open, any either of the hands, bring your index finger, fold it and bring it at the root of the thumb. And then bring the middle finger pad and the ring finger pad along with the thumb pad keep the little finger comfortably stretched out. Mm -hmm. This is called the apana vayu mudra. Apanas are the toxins or negative energies in the body. And vayu is the air. And without air, there is no circulation, there is no movement. So what this mudra does is it moves the toxins, the apanas, whether it is of a thought, emotion, or physical toxins away from the heart. So it keeps the heart strong and healthy. And it, in fact, it is also considered like a first aid in case of palpitations. Hmm. So this mudra is not just good for keeping the circulation healthy, but also keeps the three doshas in balance, the vata, pitta, and kapha. can be done any time of the day, but if you are practicing a mudra therapeutically, it is important to understand that every mudra creates a rhythm. Just like when you go to a doctor and the doctor suggests you take this medicine two times a day Mm -hmm. and this much dosage, it is because that the effect of that specific medicine is going to stay in your bloodstream, in your body for a specific time duration. In the same way, mudra creates a ripple effect in the body that stays for four to six hours. Mm -hmm. So after every four to six hours, in order <clears throat> to continue that message, the mudra should be done every four to six hours, so around three times a day, morning, afternoon, mm. and evening, with one hand or with both <clears throat> hand for minimum 30 seconds to as long as you enjoy it.
3: Mm. <clears throat> I love it. Uh, that's a, that's a uh, prescription then <laughs> for people. Do <laughs> 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 this
4: mudra three times a day. <laughs> yes, you know, because it is, see, that is that is why, Laurel, that, you know, when we go into the yogic text, they say that practice pranayama uh, three times a day, four times a day, dawn, dusk, midday, and midnight, because it creates that rhythm that stays in the body for six hours. Mm. It is suggested to practice asanas once a day, because the practice of asana creates a rhythm that stays in the body for 24 hours. Mm. So every practice creates a specific rhythm. So uh, and after that time, that practice should be repeated in order to continue that communication in the body.
3: Now you did mention uh, with this mudra that you can do it with one hand or with both hands. So is there a right. difference?
4: Well, you know, there, there are some mudras which work on, you know, individual organs. Like if it's a mudra for liver, then you will practice it with the opposite hand. But... Mm-hmm. Most of the organs which are, you know, which exist in pairs, in that case, it doesn't matter. You can practice the mudra with one hand. But it's always more powerful to practice the mudra with both the hands because then you're engaging both the sides of the body, the left and the Mm -hmm. right. You're engaging Mm -hmm. both the hemispheres of the brain.
3: Mm -hmm. So, one of the other series of mudras that you go over in the book um, is actually. the mudras of touch, so uh, and they're they are associated with uh, uh, the pranayama or breathing regulation. So, um, what is the benefit of using mudras that touch various parts of the body? And I'm thinking of the. Uh, mudras that are associated with, um, you know, for example, breathing into um, the uh, Adama Sparsa Mudra, I believe I'm mm-hmm. pronouncing it correctly, um, mm-hmm. is associated for uh, breathing into the lower lobes of the lung? mm
4: mm-hmm. You know, the practice of which involves the sense of touch. Touch and the air element are connected to each other. Air element and heart is connected to each other. So the moment there is touch, it's almost like a sacred invocation of energy. It is based on a beautiful sutra, drishti, manaha, prana. Drishti means our awareness or our focus or vision. Manaha means our mind. And prana is energy. Wherever my drishti or my gaze, my focus goes, my mind goes. Wherever the mind goes, the energy follows. So when I touch a specific part of the body, that touch automatically draws attention. That automatically draws the gaze. So drishti goes there. The drishti goes there, mind goes there. And it actually, it may, it is not a word, but it pranifies that part of the body. <laughs> it energizes that part of the body. Uh-huh. So when you, when you touch, it is, it is such a common thing, Laurel, and we all experience it. When we have a headache, or when some part of the body is hurting, the hand automatically goes there. Mm-hmm. Because touch always calms down the nervous system. Touch always calms down, divata. Touch is always soothing, whether it's a physical pain, mental pain, or emotional pain. And scientifically also it is uh, proved that when, when you are in pain and when someone touches you or hugs you, how the body releases the oxytocin, which helps in relaxing and creating a bond and creating a sense of security and stability. Mm-hmm. So the mudras of touch are really beautiful. So wherever you place your hand, you're energizing that part of the body. Mm-hmm. And especially the mudras of touch relating to the pranayam that you're discussing, we touch different lobes of the lung. Different lobes of the lung supply the prana or energy to different parts of the body. So the upper lobe to the head region, the middle lobe to the chest and the abdominal region, the lower lobe the lower abdominal and the legs region. Mm. So wherever you would like to direct the prana, you touch that lobe of the lung and you may choose to breathe into that lobe of the lung. Although my little experience is with mudras is mudras automatically change your breathing pattern. That Mm. is how they work. That when you practice a mudra, your breath automatically starts to change. That is how The breath affects the mind.
3: Well, we've come so quickly to another uh, break. You're listening to the (laughs) Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for regular host Yogacharya O'Brien. And today's guest is Indu Aurora, yoga teacher, yoga therapist, Ayurvedic clinician, healer, and author of Mudra, The Sacred Secret. And the website is yogsadhana.org com which is y o g s a d h n a dot com We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us at yogahour at unity.fm please stay with us, we'll be right back to explore mudras and the five elements He's the
0: most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way-shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, an upgrade for the 21st century, Rev. Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus.
6: The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll, Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents.
0: Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org.
1: Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at theyogahour@unityonlineradio.org. And we will respond. Now, back to the Yoga Hour.
3: Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for the Yoga Hour's regular host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. My guest today is Indu Aurora, yoga teacher, yoga therapist, Ayurvedic clinician, healer, and author of many books and articles, but the one we're discussing today is Mudra, The Sacred Secret. Her website is yogsadhna.com, which is Y-O-G-S-A-D-H-N-A.com. Um, And, Indu, I did want to give you a chance. I understand uh, you mentioned that your book is going to receive an award. Can you briefly mention that?
4: (laughs) Thank you, Laurel. I just got this news yesterday that Association of Ayurvedic Professionals of Northern America have chosen to award this book as the uh, book of the uh, year for 2015. Um, It is an award called Ved Vyasa Award. So the conference is going to be in Santa Clara in California, and October 10th is when this book will receive this blessing.
3: Oh, lovely. Well, it is an incredibly thorough and just beautifully photographed book. So, um so now we're going to turn back to something we talked a little bit about in the first section which is um the mudra and the five elements. So, mm-hmm. you had mentioned, you know, again that the the hands contain um a map, several actually, <laughs> of the body and mind. Um and because the hands are the macrocosm that reflects the, I'm sorry, a microcosm that reflects the macrocosm of creation and its source, the practice of mudras can help us to balance, harmonize, and heal those five elements. Um, did you have anything to add to that brief recap of what we were talking about?
4: Well, I would, you know, I would like to share with uh, the listeners that, you know, if you just open up any one of your hands, I would like to walk you through that which finger represents which element Mm -hmm. and give you a very brief introduction to how you can balance these elements. So when you open your palm, we'll move from the uh, grossest element, which is earth, to the subtlest element, which is ether. So the journey starts with the ring finger. And that is, you know, just on a side note, when the... When it, at the time of the engagement, when the uh, engagement ring is put in the ring finger, that is actually the finger of Earth. That be grounded, be still. <laughs> so this is the time to uh, to be grounded in a uh-huh. relationship, to be grounded in where you are. However, so the ring finger represents Earth element. The little finger represents Water element. The thumb represents Fire. Index finger represents air element, and the middle finger represents the space or the ether. Hmm. Now, as per yoga and Ayurveda, with any practice, what we are trying to do at physical, mental, emotional, or at a cosmic or subtlest level, we are trying to bring a balance and harmony of these five elements. Now, when you bring the thumb at the tip of a specific finger, let's take the example of the ring finger or let's take the example of the little finger let's start with the little finger so little finger and thumb little little finger represents water element and thumb represents fire any mudra is incomplete without the fire acting upon a specific element because fire is the one that awakens so if someone has dehydration in the body or dryness on the skin or dryness in the mouth, then practicing this mudra, bringing the little finger with the thumb, brings healthy circulation in the body. So when you bring the thumb pad and the finger pad together, you send the message to the body to harmonize that element and to increase the circulation of that element. Mm -hmm. But when you fold the finger at the root of the thumb, Any of these four fingers and you press the second phalange of the folded finger with the thumb, then you're actually reducing that element. So we'll take the same example of little finger. So if someone has edema or water retention in the body, then folding the finger and pressing it on the top with the thumb will help the body, encourage the body to let go of excess stagnant fluids. Hmm and on the and another variation is when you bring the thumb at the root of the finger, so we again talk about the same finger, little finger. so if you move your thumb and bring it at the base of the little finger, keeping the palm stretched out comfortably, facing up, then you help in detoxifying that element hmm. so it's oh. so simple that right. if you are able to connect the conditions that we experience with these elements, then you can help in bringing harmony and healthy circulation or you can reduce the element or you can detoxify the element. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I suggest all the listeners to practice it. Hold your little finger with the thumb, not pressing near the nail, thumb pad with the finger pad and observe if you experience salivation. But observe if you feel some change of taste in the mouth. So, listen, you can, I, I'm sharing with my little experience, but make it your own experience. See what your body says, how your body responds to it.
3: That was a wonderful description. So, as a yoga therapist, yeah, I know you work with, uh, with um Clients on various, you know, health-related issues. Can you share a uh, time when the practice of mudra really helped someone that you were working
4: with? Mm. There is a specific case that comes to my mind, Laurel. Um, when I used to go for a private therapy session to someone's house who was um, dealing with cancer, breast cancer at that time, and I suggested. Uh, this woman, a mudra, which is called the Garur mudra, the eagle gesture, which the readers can easily find in, in my book, and how it opens up the lymphatic drainage and activates circulation in the region of the chest. But however, that is not the point. This, I and this woman was having a discussion and she was asking uh, something related to the heart, and I shared with her the mudra that I shared with the listeners today, the Apanvayu mudra. And her husband was mm-hmm. sitting in the corner on the couch, just listening to our discussion. And I was absolutely oblivious, not aware that this person has any heart condition or is going to have a bypass or going to have a a specific examination done. And so I suggested the mudra and I shared with her that, you know, practice it three times a day. If you're really enthusiastic, then ideally the mudra should be practiced for a total of 45 minutes in 24 hours. And you can break it down to 15-minute practices every time you do it. And this person really, sincerely, religiously, if I may say, practiced the mudra three times a day for 15 minutes each with both hands. And after about 15 days, I got a letter in, my, in the snail mail mm-hmm. with the, the handwritten letter of this man saying that I went, I, I know you were not aware, but I was supposed to have a bypass surgery. And when I went for it and the doctors checked me, they said, I do not know what you did, but you were supposed to have a surgery, but your heart is absolutely fine. Now, by sharing this example, I'm not saying that everyone is going to have the same response. Our of bodies are different. So. Our yes. levels of receptivity is different. Our stages of a condition is different. But at the same time, what I'm saying is there is power in the practice.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And what yes. I'm also saying is what is there to lose?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: If nothing, you will get in touch with yourself. If nothing, that sense of touch always brings soothing and grounding effect to the body and mind. So give it a try.
3: Well, I was going to ask you... um as we come to the ending here, to uh, leave us with uh, a final encouragement or inspiration, and you just did—that was just re- really lovely. I mean, uh, um, obviously, we understand that you know, no, no one practice can uh, work the same for everyone, and that uh, you know, certainly, listeners who are facing a bypass surgery are encouraged—they can certainly try the mudra, but not necessarily with the expectation no. that the same thing is going to happen with them. The
4: expectations is expectations—the biggest killer. <laughs> so practice it because you would like to practice it,
3: right? And as you were saying, you know, just that sense of touch um, in and uh, how it uh, really enriches uh, can enrich our experience and soothe and and ground us. So um, once again, Indu, thank you so much for coming on the Yoga Hour. I've really, really enjoyed the show, um, and for our listeners, you've been listening to the Yoga Hour. It's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for Yogacharya O'Brien, and we've been discussing mudra for healing, rejuvenation, and transformation with our special guest, Indu Aurora, yoga teacher, yoga therapist, Ayurvedic clinician, healer, and author of Mudra, The Sacred Secret. Her website is yogsadhana.com, which once again is spelled Y-O-G- dot com. Join us next week for Ageless Wisdom, Lifelong Yoga Practice, when my guest will be Lilius Follin, who has been described by Time Magazine as the Julia Child of Yoga for her pioneering television series, Lilius, Yoga, and You. Lilius is the author of several books, including the one we'll be discussing Lilius Yoga, your guide to enhancing body, mind, and spirit in midlife and beyond. Tune in to find out what yoga has to offer us through all our life stages. The Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. CSE welcomes people from all backgrounds who are seeking self and God realization, a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. And there's a lovely opportunity of an online class, an also in-person class, which is called Live the Eternal Way, Spiritual Realization and Fulfilled Living. Live the Eternal Way is a weekly class that will run uh, from October 6th to November 17th, and again will be available both on-site in San Jose, California, as well as online. You can register by clicking the link on the front page at the website csecenter.org. Remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour podcast at iTunes. I look forward to being with you again when Yogacharya O'Brien is away. Until then, remember you carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and joy with all that you meet. Thanks to Indu, thanks to Jeff in the sound booth, to Vicki, the Yoga Hour uh, producer, and of course to Yogacharya O'Brien. Bye now.
2: Thank you for tuning in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien.
6: Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week
8: Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, Join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio.